All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. This is Everyday Experiences number 12, and it's called Have a Little Fun. And here's where this came from. I recently got done reading a book called The Pastor by Eugene Peterson, who was a longtime pastor. I think I mentioned that book several episodes ago. Uh, But I need to tell you the story. Uh, He pastored a church, Eugene Peterson did, in the Presbyterian denomination. It's the denomination that ordained him, that trusted him to start a church, uh, that financially supported Eugene Peterson and this church for the first three years of this existence. They treated him really, really well. But during these three years, one of Eugene's duties, according to the denomination, was to write a monthly report and send it to the denomination. And so on this report, the first page was statistics, like how many home visits he had made that month and what the church attendance was each week for that month and a financial report, how finances were going and what money was coming in, what money was going out. He had to write about progress on their building plans for a more permanent church space. He had to write about uh, his description of the committee activities that were going on around the church. So that was page one. The next several pages uh, was personal and theological reflections by Eugene on his pastoral work. So things like how God's present was presence was evident to him in the congregation, how the congregation was receiving uh, Eugene's preaching, uh, growth areas for him as a pastor, what he could actually get better at, get but get better at, and strengths of his that were emerging. So he had to write about all of this, and after a year of writing this monthly report, so he wrote 12 of them, Eugene realized that he hadn't heard heard back from the denomination once. They never responded to this report. And so he started wondering if they were ever actually reading past the first page of statistics. And so he writes this. He said, I thought I would test out my suspicion and have a little fun on the side. So he's going to have a little fun here, he says. So the next month, after page one of statistics, he started writing about how he was experiencing this long, slow slide into depression. He wrote about how he had difficulty sleeping, how he couldn't pray, how he had no zest or spirit in his work. He was just going through the motions. He questioned on paper whether he could be a pastor anymore, and he asked the denomination folks who were supposedly reading this report if they could give him some counselor recommendations. Still no response. So the next month, he upped the ante. He wrote about how he developed a drinking problem, and it became evident one Sunday as he was preaching, and one of the elders had to get up and finish the sermon for him. And he asked this denomination how he should go about getting treatment. You guessed it, still no response. So the next month, Eugene Peterson wrote about the affair he was having and how he was comforting a woman who was in an abusive marriage and they ended up in bed together, except it wasn't a bed. It was one of the church pews and they were walked in on by some ladies who came in to arrange flowers for Sunday worship and they saw Eugene and this woman. So he wrote about how he thought he would lose his job because of this, but he found out (laughs) that swingers are admired in his church, and the next Sunday, attendance doubled. (laughs) And he said he started to write these stories with his wife and how they would just have a blast coming up, concocting what, like the details of the stories and what was coming next. So one month, he wrote about how he thought the liturgy was boring and he started rewriting it. Once he wrote about how he thought maybe Jesus was in a cult. <laughs> he, he once wrote about how 
He had one of the church's college kids who went to Mexico for spring break bring back psychedelic mushrooms, which he then had his wife bake into the communion bread. And then he said it was the best worship experience his people had ever had. And so at the end of these three years, he met with these people who had told him that uh, they had been reading his report. And he said how disappointed he was that they never actually read past the first page. And so they lied to him and said that they did. And he then told them all that he wrote over these three years. (laughs) And then in the book, he writes this. He says, their faces were blank and then confused followed by a splendid vaudeville slapstick of buck passing and excuse making. (laughs) He said, it was a wonderful moment. I replay the scene in my imagination a couple times a year, the way some people watch old Abbott and Costello movies. (laughs) He had a little fun question. Have you ever been in a situation where you just needed to have a little fun or, or, you needed to not take things so seriously, You're, the situation so seriously, or yourself so seriously. Have you ever uh, just let someone know you were in on their game and you did it by having a little fun, having a little fun somehow? Have you ever been down and you just needed a laugh? Uh, by the way, Jesus was funny. <laughs> Jesus had a little fun. We've mentioned this before. But Jesus had fun. There's this one, and I'll give you one example. There's a passage in Matthew 24 and Jesus, I'm sorry, Matthew 23. Jesus is, we know these as a seven woes to the to teachers of the law and the Pharisees. He's setting the religious leaders straight on some different things. Seven actually here to be exact. And the fourth one, starting in verse 23, in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus says this to them. He says, woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. And these were the religious leaders of the day. It says, you give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, cumin, which was part of the law, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides. And he says, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. <laughs> this last line, by the way, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. This is Jesus being funny. This is Jesus being sarcastic. He says, you follow the law by giving a tenth of, of your stuff. In this case, your, the, the, the mint, the spices, the dill, the cumin. He says, well done. That's good. That's in the law. You're supposed to do that. He says, but there's actually more important parts of the law. Things like justice and mercy and faithfulness, things that actually love people. (laughs) And he says, you stink at these. You're not very good at these. Uh, There's another example here to point out with the religious leaders. Uh, You may have read a story like they kept the Sabbath, which was good, part of the law. And they did this, uh, but they did it legalistically. And so if someone wanted to be or needed to be healed on the Sabbath, they're like, no, no, you can't work on the Sabbath. You, you gotta, you have to rest. And so you, you keep part of it, but you neglect the more important matters, like actually loving people. He said, Jesus says, giving, giving like your 10th of the spices, uh, that still matters. So keep doing that. Don't neglect that, but do what actually matters more. You strain out a gnat, 
but you swallow a camel. By the way, gnats and camels, both unhealthy, or I'm sorry, unclean and probably unhealthy, both unclean to eat according to the law. So if you swallow a camel, you're just as unclean as if you would have swallowed the gnat that you strained out. Uh, But also he's saying, giving a tenth of your stuff here, that's the gnat. That's like the small thing. Good job, but that but that's the small thing. There's actually something that matters more. Things like justice, mercy, faithfulness, loving people where they are. That's the camel. You strain out the net. Make sure you don't eat that, but you swallow the camel. Question for you all. Have you ever swallowed a camel? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's, fu- that's funny to think about. Jesus is being funny. Have you ever swallowed a little bug? Either you're out playing or you were running or riding your bike or you, you got in your coffee mug and you, and you took a drink of it. Uh, probably at some point or at least something flew into your mouth and he, you had to spit it out. I wonder if this is Jesus, number one, just making a point. This is part of his woes. Like, woe to you. You, you do these things, but there's actually things that matter more that you're neglecting. Uh, but number two, I wonder if Jesus is also entertaining himself here. <laughs> Is Jesus thinking like, man, seven times right here, I have to set these religious people straight with these seven woes. Like I have to keep telling them what's, I have to keep telling them what's what. I may as well, I need to have a little fun (laughs) while doing this. So I'm going to create the image of, yeah, you'll strain out the gnat. You can't, you can't eat that, but the camel, (laughs) you'll fit into your mouth. Uh, Jesus is funny. I could give you several other examples, but no time for that right now. Here is what there is time for. The question for you is where do you need to have a little fun today? Where do you need to laugh? Is it, is it a tough time at home right now? Is it a boring time at work? Is it a sad time with a, a good friend of yours? Do you need to stop taking yourself so seriously? Do you find yourself feeling down for one reason or another? Where is it you need to have a little fun or a laugh? Some suggestions here. Some little everyday type suggestions. Sing in your car or sing in the shower, if that helps. Act goofy with your kid to tell a joke to your coworker. Take time to watch a movie you love that you haven't seen in a while. You bored at work? Crumple up a piece of paper and see how many times in a row you can make it into the trash can. Have a, Create a little game. But then, of course, put that piece of paper in the recycling (laughs) bin after that. Uh, Bring your spouse some flowers home today or or leave a hidden note somewhere in the, in where you live and and see how long it takes them to find it. Do something that allows you to have a little fun today or to laugh, especially if something difficult is going on. A couple of quotes I've read really recently that, that resonate here. Number one, it says, Humor, and I'll add fun, so humor or fun allows us to experience the incongruence of a situation without being destroyed by it. Humor or fun has this way of helping us not be destroyed by a a situation. And then you get this from Stephen Colbert, who's brilliant. He says, "You, you can't laugh and be afraid at the same time. If you're laughing, you're not afraid. And then he goes on to say, The best way to approach something very difficult is with joy. Doing something joyfully doesn't make it any easier, but it makes it better. It also makes it communal. When you work in fear and distress, you often feel alone. But jokes, laughter, humor, joy, whatever you want to call it, connects people.
And he says, as I said earlier, what do we want to be? Not alone. What is it today that you can do to, to, to have a little fun or to bring you joy or to laugh or to smile? Grace and peace.